Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Imagine you're on a John Deere mower with a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert, content creator, and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. Today, we're going to talk about having enough money to retire and how much is really enough to have the income that you want to be comfortable. This is something that I've been thinking a lot about lately and sort of going back and looking over my savings and balances and retirement accounts and making sure that I'm on track. This is something that we really should be doing on a very frequent basis, you know, at least every couple years and probably more frequently as you get older. Saving for retirement is what I consider the granddaddy of all financial goals because it's going to require a really big nest egg. But planning how much you really need to save in order to have enough to retire, it can be complicated and it's really more like an art than a science. I think about retirement like a big party that you're planning, but you don't know exactly when the party is going to happen or where it's going to be. You don't know how many people will show up or how long the party will last. All those variables would make it really complicated to plan. And retirement is the same way. There are tons of variables. And what that means is that there really is not a one-size-fits-all answer for how much money you should have. So this show is for you, no matter your age, if you're curious about how much you're going to need for retirement, because every single one of us must prepare for, plan, and save for the future. Despite how confusing retirement planning may seem, my goal in this episode is to make it really simple by explaining where retirement income comes from and how much money you'll need. You'll find the notes for this and every show with links to resources that I mention, plus the full archive of podcasts over in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 555, How to Retire with Enough Money and Income. In addition to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and many other places to listen to the show, we're now on Google Podcasts. So if you're an Android user, you should definitely subscribe there. And wherever you listen, please do me a little favor and take a minute of your time to either rate or rate and review the show. That means a lot to us and helps keep the show visible so new subscribers can find us. If you listen to this show, you know I talk a lot about saving for retirement. And, you know, it's not just to badger you into saving. The whole point of it is so that you can continue to enjoy a good lifestyle 
even after you stop working. That's the whole point of it. Most people reach an age when they're just ready to slow down, or maybe they're unable to work due to poor physical or mental health. So having a secure retirement means that you have enough in savings to preserve your pre-retirement income or standard of living. If you're like me, you're probably going to want to buy the same food, shop for clothes in similar stores, and enjoy the same hobbies that you do right now. You might downsize to a less expensive home or even have lower transportation expenses if you're not working anymore. But there are other costs like medical bills and travel that could go up. So a common target is to have 70% or 80% of your pre-retirement income after you stop working. For example, if you earn an average of $100,000 in the years leading up to retirement, and by the way, when I talk about pre-retirement income, that's the income that you're earning four to five years before you leave the workforce. So if you're earning $100,000 in those years, you might need a minimum of $70,000 to enjoy a similar lifestyle in retirement. And I'm talking about gross income numbers here. These are pre-tax income numbers. However, the lower your income, the more difficult it may be to live on less in retirement. So if you're someone who is struggling right now, you may need 100% of your income in retirement. My goal is to have no less than 90% of my income and ideally 100% in retirement. My expenses may drop in the future, but I'm not planning on reducing my standard of living by much. So if you have high aspirations for retirement, such as owning a second home or maybe traveling extensively for yourself or to visit friends and family, there's nothing wrong with planning for more than 100% of your pre-retirement income. It could be 110% or 125%. Also, your future debt, such as a mortgage or student loans for a child's college that you're still paying off, those should definitely be taken into account. So let's cover typical sources for retirement income and how much you'll need to make sure you don't run out of money. In the United States, most workers are eligible for Social Security retirement benefits. Social Security is actually a group of different benefits that give income to those who are retired, disabled, or survive a relative who was receiving benefits. The Social Security program is funded from payroll taxes and from the self-employment tax. If you're an employee, if you look at your paycheck, you may see that deduction listed as OASDI. That stands for Old Age Survivors and Disability Insurance. That's another name for the Social Security program. To qualify for Social Security retirement benefits, you must work a minimum of 10 years. The calculation for how much you'll receive is based on the average of your highest 35 years of earnings. And if you worked fewer than 35 years, the missing years are factored in as zero income. And if you worked more than 35 years, only your highest earning years are considered. 
The program taxes your earnings up to an annual threshold, which has increased over time. For 2018, Social Security tax for employees is 6.2% of your earnings up to 128400 and your employer also pays an additional 6.2% on your behalf. A lot of people don't realize that, that their employer actually pays half of their Social Security. But if you're self-employed, you pay into the system on your own, and it's called the self-employment tax. But when you're self-employed, you are not only the worker, but you are the employer. So you have to pay the full amount of Social Security, which is 12.4%, and it's up to that same amount of annual income, 128400 for this year. And if your income exceeds the annual threshold, it's no longer taxed until the following tax year in January. So for instance, if you earn $150,000, once you earn $128,400, you'll see that the Social Security withdrawal on your paycheck just stops. So you won't be taxed for the remainder of the year, but then once the calendar year rolls over, that payroll tax with Social Security deductions will begin again. The retirement benefit you receive varies widely depending on how old you are when you take it. The full retirement age has gradually increased over time because we're living longer. If you were born between 1937 and 1959, your full retirement age is 66. But if you were born in 1960 or later, you have to wait until age 67. However, no matter when you were born, you can elect to take an early retirement starting at age 62. Problem is, you receive a permanently reduced rate, so it's not always the right decision. That lower rate is going to apply for the rest of your life. Let's say you earned more than the annual Social Security threshold for most of your career. If you fully retired this year at age 66, the maximum retirement benefit you would receive would be $2,788 per month. But if you took early retirement, you would only receive $2,158 per month. And there's another option if you want to increase your payout. You can delay retirement until age 70. If you took late retirement this year, the maximum benefit would be $3,698. That's almost 33% more income per month for the rest of your life for waiting a few years to receive it. That's a very simple way to secure a more comfortable retirement. Again, these monthly benefits reflect the maximum if you were a high earner throughout your entire career. If you're a middle-class American who fully retired this year, you could expect a benefit in the neighborhood of $1,600 per month. So it's much lower if you earn less during your lifetime. Once you reach age 25, Social Security statements are mailed out to you each year, about three months before your birthday. After you've worked long enough to qualify, which is about 10 years, the statement will include an estimate of your future income. Remember that if you take time off from work, your benefit can go down, or if you get a raise or a second job, it can go up. Also, any earnings that don't have Social Security taxes withheld 
won't show up on your statement and will not be factored into your future benefits. And a lot of people ask me, well, Laura, will there even be Social Security in the future? And I would say if you're worried that the future of Social Security is in jeopardy, don't be. Social Security has a reserve fund to pay all benefits through the year 2031. Beyond that date, small policy changes, such as increasing the payroll and self-employment tax or increasing the annual income threshold, are all we need to raise revenue and keep the program healthy. If you want to learn more about Social Security, I would encourage you to go to ssa.gov. While you're there, you can create an online account that allows you to go paperless, to check your earnings history, and see your estimated future retirement income. You want to review your reported earnings for any errors because mistakes could keep you from receiving all the benefits you're entitled to. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Okay, let's get back to another critical source of income in retirement, which is your personal savings. While having some amount of Social Security to rely on in retirement is great, it's not going to be enough. The program was designed to be a safety net for unprepared retirees, not a sole source of income. And if you're like most employees, you don't have a workplace pension. 
So if you do have a pension at work, consider yourself very fortunate. A typical pension pays in the neighborhood of 2% of your income for every year worked. For example, if you stay with your company for 20 years, your future benefit might be 40% of your pre-retirement income. But as I said, the majority of workers don't have one of these cushy pension plans, but they do have a retirement plan instead, and you might have a 401k or a 403b. Pensions have fallen from favor because they're very expensive, but offering a retirement plan like a 401k costs companies much less because workers bear the burden of funding them, not employers. But that means you're in control. You've got to make sure that you're saving enough. If you don't have a retirement plan at work or you're self-employed, there are a variety of options, such as an IRA, a SEP IRA, or a solo 401k. Qualified retirement accounts might not be as great as a pension, but they do offer tax benefits, which make it easier to save and to build your nest egg faster. How much income you can take from a retirement account or other personal savings and investments depends on the balances in those accounts when you retire. How much you're able to accumulate depends on three main factors. Number one, how much you contribute. Number two, your account fees. And number three, your investment return. The only variable that you have total control over is how much you contribute. I recommend saving a minimum of 10 to 15% of your gross income for retirement. Yes, it's more difficult than just parting with 2 or 3%, but making sacrifices to invest more will definitely pay off. While no one likes the idea of paying fees on investments or retirement accounts, they're unavoidable. Companies that manage investments and administer these accounts have a lot of expenses to cover. All you can do is choose low-fee investments, so they take as little of your earnings as possible. Now, your investment return will vary depending on what types of investments you choose. My recommendation is to keep it super simple. Pick passively managed low-cost funds such as stock index funds. These are highly diversified investments that mirror the general performance of a particular stock market. The value of index funds will go up and down in the short term. However, over time, the market has increased. For example, from 1950 to 2018, the S&P 500 rose an average of 10.5%. Now, you could accumulate a massive retirement account even if you don't earn that much. Young investors should typically own mostly stock funds because they give higher returns over the long term. But there are also bond index funds, which are more conservative with lower returns. As you approach retirement, you'll want to own less stock and more bonds to protect your account from potential losses. So how much money do you really need to retire? This is a question you need to consider as early in your career as possible because most people need to accumulate about 10 times their income to generate enough income in retirement. So if you earn $100,000, having $1 million is a great goal. Let's say you earn $75,000 and you want to retire at age 67 with 80% of your pre-retirement income, which would be $60,000. You can probably count on getting about $20,000 a year 
from Social Security, and the remaining $40,000 would have to come from your savings. Assuming you'll live 30 years in retirement and you'll continue earning a conservative rate of return on your nest egg, getting income equal to about 5% per year is reasonable. If you divide your annual desired income by this rate, what you get is a total of $800,000 that you need in savings. And I got to that by taking $40,000 of desired income per year divided by 0.05 or 5%. That gives you an $800,000 nest egg that you're going to need. As you can see, this number gets you pretty close to taking your pre-retirement income of $75,000 and multiplying by 10. That would be $750,000. But let's say you wanted to have 100% of your income in retirement instead of 80%. You'd need about 14 times $75,000 in savings, which would be just over a million dollars. There are many unknowns. But using some basic calculation will give you a target savings number to shoot for. And if you're not on pace to have what you'll need, it's time to increase your savings rate. One way to make sure you're on track is to have a savings goal based on your age. You might think about having a balance equal to your annual salary by age 30. By age 40, maybe you want two times your salary. By age 50, four times your salary. By age 60, eight times your salary. And by your full retirement age, either 66 or 67, you would need 10 times your salary to retire with the income that you want. As your lifestyle, your debt, and your income levels change, you need to reevaluate how much retirement income you'll need and whether you're saving enough to achieve it. If you're struggling to get started saving or you're just not saving enough, I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast from last week, number 554, called Three Excuses Keeping You From Saving and How to Kill Them. To wrap up the show, I want to review eight factors that affect how much savings you need to retire. These are eight major factors to consider when you're planning. Number one is your retirement age. This is critical because the earlier you need income, the more you'll need to save. Most people use the age they'll start receiving Social Security as a default retirement age. But if you accumulate a large nest egg, it's possible to retire much earlier. Number two, how much you've already saved. This plays a big role in how big your nest egg will become. The sooner you begin saving, the more compounding interest works in your favor to grow your balance. Number three, your average pre-retirement investment return. This determines how quickly your balance can grow. For example, Investing $200 a month for 40 years at a 3% return would grow to about $185,000. But if you got an 8% return instead, you'd have about $700,000. Number four, your post-retirement investment return. This is also important because you need to keep your savings working for you even after you retire. But you're gonna wanna keep that nest egg safe. So to do that, you have to choose low risk and low return investments once you're retired. Number five, 
how much social security you'll receive, or perhaps other income such as a pension. This is key for accurate retirement planning. For typical workers, social security may replace about 30% of your pre-retirement income. Number six, inflation. This causes prices to rise, which makes your retirement income less valuable. But it's good to know that Social Security retirement benefits are adjusted for inflation as the cost of living rises. Number seven, your withdrawal rate. This is how much money you take out of your nest egg each year when you're in retirement. Many people believe they can live on less than their pre-retirement income. But if you dream of taking lavish trips, living in an expensive area, or believe you'll need costly medical care, you may need more income in retirement. And number eight, your longevity. This is by far the biggest unknown when it comes to planning for retirement. If you're relatively healthy at your full retirement age, statistics show that you'll live well into your 80s. And if you have a good family health history and you take care of yourself, you could need retirement income into your 90s. If all of these unknown future variables for retirement planning make your head swim, here's a simple solution save no less than 15% of your gross income. And you want to use tax-advantaged accounts like a 401k, 403b, or an IRA to reduce your taxes so that you can put away even more money for your future financial security. If you want to learn more about the pros and cons of different types of retirement accounts and the best places to open them, I want you to check out a one-page resource I created called the Retirement Account Comparison Chart. You can get this for free by visiting the freebie section at lauradadams.com or by sending me a text message. Just text the word RETIRE to the number 33444 and you'll get the download right away. And before we go, I want to invite you to take your personal finance education to the next level with me. If you haven't already enrolled in one of my online courses, this is a great time to do it. Maybe you're stressed about debt or know that it's keeping you from saving for retirement. If that's the case, I highly recommend you check out my best-selling class, Get Out of Debt Fast, a proven plan to stay debt-free forever. You get lifetime access to the content and can learn at your own pace. You'll be joining the ranks of hundreds of students around the globe who are now on solid financial ground, and they're confident about where their finances are headed because they enrolled and have finally taken control of their money. You simply won't get different results with your financial life if you don't take different actions. I'd love for you to learn more. Visit lauradadams.com or just text debt course with no space, debt course to the number 33444, and I'll send you an email with a discount that makes the course extremely affordable. I would love to help you get the information and motivation you need. I hope to see you in class. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. 
or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.